Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. You're listening to Talking Metal Live. It's now hour three. If you're listening to this in podcast form, this special guest this hour, Ace Freely. Hi, this is Ace Fraley, and you're listening to Talking Metal. We'll be right back after these messages. And guess who else is a special guest? John Astronomy showing up late. How are I you, I have man? arrived late for the first time ever at Talking Metal Live. I'm doing great. Sorry, guys. I, believe it or not, was in a class. You're in a class. Yes, yeah. it's, it's interesting. I'm actually doing a class tomorrow, uh, editing class. What were you? What were I you was doing? Uh, doing an advanced Photoshop class. Ah, so. There you go. We are geeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, Militia was here, kind of interviewing her a bit, and she actually helped out with the interview uh, that BB Buell uh, was doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed yeah. out that I missed uh, BB, and I'm glad that I had a chance to see Militia before. Uh, she left, and I'm also bummed out that I missed uh, Chris Black. So, uh, but I will definitely listen to it in podcast form and on the MarkStriegelRadio.net streaming site. So, dot anyway, com, yeah. Yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, and dot com, sorry. send us an email at talkingmetal at yahoo.com. Uh, check us out on uh, Astronomy's Facebook page. Yep, my Twitter account, uh, the Talking Metal Twitter account, actually, and uh, that's just at Talking Metal on and guys, Twitter. I have an announcement, Mark. I haven't even told you. Oh, what's that? It's a no big deal. I am doing a new website called Astronomy 2012. Wow. And cool. I'm bringing back, I mean, I'm not really bringing back anything, but I haven't updated the astronomy site in like five years or something. So I'm going to have it, uh, some new updates on it. It's not going to be like a blog, like in the style of markstriegel.net, but it's just going to be. Every you know, if you want to see well, what should. I've done in the you're past, you're about to become a best-selling author. Yeah, I know. So maybe I will add a blog page to it. But right now, it's sort of just like an online resume. And if you guys want to go take a look at it, you can see it in progress because it doesn't all work yet. But it's actually online. Cool. I will definitely check that out, and um, definitely psyched to talk to Ace in a little bit. Yeah, Thanks it's for be good. for so, uh, hooking that up and. Um, Let's talk about you. You've been out on the road with Ace, right? Yeah, absolutely. What's been going on? Pretty much all summer I've been out with Ace uh, here and there, and uh, I mean, out on every one of Ace's events, but uh, 
they haven't been, you know, like three weeks in a row. It'll be like a week here or a week there. And then now Ace has got about a month worth of stuff going on. Uh, everything from the book release, the No Regrets book release, to the No Regrets tour. And uh, it's going to be great. It's a, a book tour and a rock and roll tour combined into one. And, uh, and then some really exciting stuff going across the country. Uh, and then there is a week of dates in Wales and in England. And Are London. you going over there? Uh, I'm still working that out yet, so right. I'm not okay. sure 100%, right. but it may happen. Uh, it's just great. I just came back from Worcester, Massachusetts, and I was in Boston twice in the in the interim, which was cool to be back in Boston for a little bit. Really funny thing happened. We were we were at a counter in a in a specific business, and uh, Joe Biden was in town. Uh, uh, Joe Biden, yeah, Vice President Joe Biden. And I we heard were, of that guy. Yeah, we were asked uh, Ace and I if we were uh, undercover agents with <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. And Ace commented, "Well, if we were." We couldn't tell you. Right. So that was go. a real yeah. cool thing. And uh, then they kind of figured out who Ace was, and that was pretty funny. So, right. But we had a blast. Uh, and, the, you know, I have some heavy metal news. I was able to uh, see Cavalera Conspiracy and cool. some really cool bands. because was it, that? It was great. A guy came who worked with the band, and he, he had asked if he can uh, get up front and uh, come in and see Ace. Uh, at his signing, and I said absolutely. And then uh, one of the guys from OTEP came to see Ace, Robert Englund, you know, Freddy Krueger came to see Ace, uh, Gary Busey came over to see Ace, and, you know, a bunch of other people that were there, which was great. And, um, but I had a blast because uh, the Cavalera Conspiracy guys, uh, you know, said that, uh, you know, they invited us to the show and we went. And then we, we unfortunately missed Devin Townsend. Uh, this is me and like some of the, uh, security guys that hang with Ace and um, we went to the show and I ran into a bunch of guys from Devin's band and they all want to come on the show and then I uh, ran into the guys from Mushroom Head who uh, they by the time the drummer from one of the drummers from Mushroom Head came over uh, to Ace's table he had already split and uh, so I took his uh, elder record and like a Fraley's Comet record and he had a picture of him as like an eight-year-old with an ace cake and uh, I, I showed it to Ace and, and Ace signed all his stuff and then I delivered it back to him. So they were all awesome. happy about that. And uh, what else happened? Um, it was just a great time. And you know what the craziest thing is, is that Mushroom Head was great and then, I mean, that was a given, but the craziest thing is the next night Insane Clown Posse played at this place and uh, I missed them, but the, I, I got to go see it. I, they're called horrorcore. That's the the genre of music that they play, which okay. it's sort of like a rap kind of a thing. There are no musicians on stage. It's just like uh, the two guys, and they have like all kind of extra people, uh, reminiscent of uh, a great New York group called the Hollywood Superstars. Oh, yes. A lot of people coming out. And um, but the nuttiest thing is that they've got – this is their stage. It's like an American flag because the tour is called the American Psycho Tour. they got a big I, a C, and a P, and it's like a giant kiss sign, but just those three letters in yeah. red, white, and blue. And a after the show, there might have been a 1,000 two-liter bottles – of Pepsi or some kind of soda just on the floor, and all they do is come out and spray the crowd with soda all night. And it, it just seems amazing. You got this big sign going, and they're crazy, and they got these clown people running around the stage, and it's just insane. You should have saw this venue after that show. It was wow. nuts. And fans, you know, I read on Wikipedia when I was looking up horrorcore that, uh, you know, it's it's not that popular of music. Let me tell you this. Uh, there were people lined up like around three blocks 
to get into this gig. So uh, I, I don't know why Wikipedia says no one likes horrorcore because tons of people. Yeah, I recently heard an interview with those guys on the Adam uh, Carolla podcast, and uh-huh. it was quite fascinating to hear their story. And uh, definitely, I, you know, I have a few of their CDs sitting on my shelf, but uh, never really been that into them. But the whole thing they're doing, they did a song with Jack White recently, which I also think is brilliant. Wow. Here's this like critically acclaimed guy, guy Jack yeah. White. Instead of doing a song with Bono or some right. some <laughs> jackass, he does a song with Insane Clown Posse, which <laughs> is quite brilliant. I mean, yeah, no, it's great. In, in, a, in a stupid or goofy way, it's brilliant, but it right. is it is it is quite brilliant. And uh, I tell you what, uh, let's get into a quick song here. We'll come back and chat a little bit more and then get ready for the Ace interview. Correct. You mentioned the Hollywood superstars, and this is currently on iTunes and uh, Spotify. It is called It's Lovely in Los Angeles by the Hollywood superstars, a.k.a. I Love L.A. New York City, it's cold and it's damp, and all the people dress like monkeys. I like that. Let's leave Chicago to the... Eskimos. Okay. That town's a little too rugged for you and me, babe. Oh, yeah, we could do a song about our hometown, the city of angels. Give a big back. You know what? We want to give back.
What you just heard was Hollywood Superstars. I love LA on iTunes and Spotify. We are getting ready for our exclusive interview with Ace Fraley. It's going to be yes. great, guys. Cool. This I is, love the superstars, by the way. Yeah, great stuff. Check those guys out online on iTunes and on YouTube, actually. YouTube.com slash Hollywood Superstars, I believe. We'll have that link through today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. This is Pain in the Neck by Ace. Yeah. 
and we're back with Talking Metal Live. And now we're going to go right to the phones because we've got Ace Fraley. Ace, how How you you doing, doing? Ace? What's up? Hey, thanks so much for coming on Talking Metal Live, Ace. And I just want to start out by telling you it's been an honor to work with you and especially an honor to work on No Regrets with you. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it, and I'll never forget it. Oh, you're welcome. Cool. So because, <laughs> hey, very good. Because I know pretty much all the answers to the questions that everybody wants to hear, I'm going to turn the microphone over to Mark Striegel, my co-host, who's going to interview you, and then I'll come back after the interview. Hey, Ace, right, how are sir. you? All right. Sir. Hey, what's up? Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, John's been telling me about the book, and I am so excited to read it. He actually just showed us an advanced copy. It looks great, and uh, it's just a... Uh, very exciting for a longtime Ace fan to know that your side of the story is going to be coming out. And then, now this is a, a, st- a book about your entire life. It's not just about your time in Kiss. Is that correct? Correct. It's from the time I was a kid growing up in the Bronx, playing in bands prior to Kiss, going into the audition with Kiss, playing with Kiss, leaving Kiss, doing my own stuff, you know. Now, this was just a portion of my life. It was a big portion, but, you know, there's a lot of other pieces to the puzzle. Absolutely. And and is writing a book something you've wanted to do for a long time, or were you maybe approached by a book company and that, you know, kind of helped make your decision into writing this book? Uh, you know, people have been after me for a while, several years, you know, to try to put a book together. And, you know, I've been a little reluctant, you know. You know, I got sober five years ago, and... You know, last year I just decided it was it was probably time. You know, to just get it all down, uh, you know, on paper and uh, present it to the world. And how did you go about remembering things from earlier in your life? Did you talk to old friends and hear their side of the story, or is this kind of just how you remember it? Well, you know, I spoke to old bodyguards, coworkers, and you know, family members. Now, anybody that was there at the time that could refresh my memory or, you know, make it sharper. And, uh, you know, it helped, you know, it helped. I mean, obviously, I, I can't remember everything. So, you know, talking with old friends and, and coworkers, you know, was a you know, big extra added attraction. It just made everything clearer, sharper, you know, and more on the money. Cool. And you have a, a great new band who is out touring, and you have a bunch of tour dates coming up. I wanted to actually ask you about your band. Who who are the current members of your band? I have Anthony Esposito on bass, Scott Coogan on drums, and Todd Youth on guitar. Cool. And let's talk about the individual members. Where did you first uh, encounter Todd? How did how did he come to be a part well, of the band? Well, Todd, Todd ended up replacing Derek Hawkins. You know, after the European tour, Derek decided to move on, and uh, we need to find another guitar player. And my bass player, Anthony Esposito, told me that actually Todd was the original guy he wanted to get when we first assembled the band in 2007, but he wasn't available at that time. And it's funny how things finally worked their way around <laughs> full circle. Also, um, Anthony has now been playing with you for a while. And can you talk about where you first met Anthony and how you... Uh... Well, I met Anthony through a mutual friend. And uh, Anthony helped... Uh, you know, it actually, the whole thing kind of started. Uh, Ed Trunk uh, was throwing a, uh, a Halloween bash at the uh, Hard Rock Cafe in, in uh, Midtown Manhattan. 
Right. And he wanted me to play, and I didn't have a band. So, but at the time I had started recording my album, and you know, me and Anthony put our heads together, and you know, started auditioning guys, and you know, it, it fell together really quickly. Cool. Now, Anomaly's been out, I guess, for probably about two years. About now. two years. Two years. Uh, any? I mean, it's it's fairly recent still. But any thoughts of doing new music or another album at some point? Oh, sure. You know, I, I have a couple of you know several songs in the can that didn't make it on Anomaly that I've been doing some rewrites on, and of course, there's some new material I've been working on as well. You know, and I'm also, you know, thinking about throwing together a live DVD. And there's also a lot of old tapes from the uh, from the studio I had up in Connecticut, you know, in, in the 70s. Wow. Uh, that I haven't, you know, even pulled out in a long time. So, uh, you know, we'll see what that, you know, what, what comes about, you know, the uh, in spring of next year, hopefully. Now, there's when you... Something, something going. Now, when you say old tapes, uh, are you considering releasing maybe older songs, old recordings that you haven't released? Or are you going to revisit those tapes to maybe write, you know, continue no, writing? I'm thinking on about releasing some some old uh, jam sessions and you know songs that nobody's ever heard, and uh, I haven't even heard in a long time. <laughs> like I said, I have over a hundred reels of two inch tape. You know, from my studio in Connecticut that I had, you know, in the late seventies and early eighties. So uh, that should prove to be a real interesting project. I don't know if I'm going to get it together, you know, for this next release, but there's a possibility I might do a multiple package. You know. Wow, that sounds very exciting. And who, like you say, jam sessions? Who were you jamming with on these tapes? Uh, Eric uh, Carr? Or? Uh, Eric is probably in a few of them. Uh, you know, the late Bobby Mayo. You know, he used to play with Peter Frampton, uh, a couple of the guys from Alice Cooper's original band, uh, Dennis Dunaway, and uh, what was the drummer's name? Neil Smith. And I also worked on some tracks with uh, Chris Kimsey, Rolling Stones producer, some stuff with Eddie Kramer. You know, there's also some stuff I worked on with uh, Kiss's original sound mixer at Solon. Cool. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, there's unreleased stuff, uh, solos that I did on, uh, actually on, uh, what was our least favorite album? The, oh, Elder. the Elder, The Elder. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of my stuff was edited out of that record, but I have a lot of the original solos, so that may be something interesting to Kiss friends. Wow. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot to choose from, so, uh. You know, we'll see what happens. Once you know what I have to do, I have to bake the tapes and transfer them digitally. You know, to a hard drive, because if I if I try to play them more than once or twice, I could lose you know the quality of the, of the sound. Ah, okay. Wow, bake. So they actually bake the tapes like in an oven yeah. or something? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they bake the tapes, and then when you you get one good play out of them, and while you're playing it, you're transferring it digitally through Pro Tools into your computer. And then you have it, you know, for posterity, you know, because you know if a tape is that old and you know you, you continue to play, it starts to shred, and then you mm. lose, uh, you lose sound quality. Well, exciting so that's stuff. That has to be taken, done, you know, very carefully. Right. Ace, I wanted to mention that we were both very sad to hear about uh, your friend passing recently, Eddie. Bo- 
is it pronounced Belendez? Is that uh, yeah, Belendez? Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about Eddie and and tell us uh, tell the Talking Metal listeners who he actually was? Well, Eddie Belendez was you know one of our bodyguards you know for many years you know in the seventies, and uh, <laughs> actually you know he got fired several times, but me and Peter kept saving his job. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, I, I talk about Eddie in the book. And uh, there's some good stories. I mean, there's a lot of great stories in the book that nobody's heard. And uh, I'm really excited about uh, the book being released November 1st, and I'm really curious to get feedback from everybody once they read it. Hey, Ace, uh, it's John. Uh, A guy already finished the book who got an advanced copy up at the Rock and Shot convention, and he loved it, and these reviews are going to start pouring into AceFridley.com. Well, that's good news, you know. I, you know, I put my heart and soul into the book, and it took me twice as long as I had anticipated, but, you know, the end result is well worth the wait. Cool. We can't wait to read it, and we're definitely going to have links in uh, places where you can buy it on TalkingMetal.com. I wanted, there's a, a lot of chatter on the Internet that you were recently out to lunch with Gene Simmons. Is this true? Yeah, me and Gene decided to have lunch, you know, I gave him a call, and, you know, we we had lunch at the Beverly Hills Hotel in uh, Los Angeles. And was Uh, this... I I know, I mean, I read some of the comments, a lot of people are uh, fantasizing this, that, and the other thing, but it was really just a friendly lunch, you know, to catch up. I really hadn't met Gene face-to-face and talked to them in depth on anything since uh, I did the... uh, uh, Probably that tour of Australia. The VH, no, the VHP Rock Hunters. Oh, right, right, exactly. So, uh, pretty much, you know, I thought it was time to just catch up, and uh, and uh, I wanted him to, I wanted him to first of all see that I was clean and sober, because you know, you hear rumors, and a lot of people think, well, yeah, people say this guy's clean and sober, but you know, you know, the only true way to to really prove that is to you know meet somebody face to face and look in their eyes, and uh, you know. After our, after our lunch, you know, he went on to say that, you know, he felt I was clean and sober and, you know, he wished me luck. And uh, I did the same for him. Very good. And how about your good buddy, Anton Fig, who's played so many great drum tracks for you through the years? When's the last time you've heard from him? Oh, I, I probably heard from Anton about a month ago, six weeks ago. And we were just going over some some stories in the book. and. Uh, that reminds me, i got to send them an advanced copy. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, me and Anton, you know, became friends in 1978 when he formed on my first uh, Kiss solo album. And we've been friends ever since, and he's performed on almost all my solo efforts, except for one. We remain good friends until this day. And we've got some interesting stories in the book, too. Excellent. How about Richie Scarlett? You heard from him recently? from Richie, you know, Richie uh, kind of went off on his own and uh, doing his own thing, and I really just haven't kept abreast of it. Cool. Well, Ace, thank you so much for checking in with us on Talking Metal. We really appreciate it, and if uh, you could give us a Talking Metal ID saying your name, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Sure. Go ahead, Hi, Ace. Ace. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Hi, this is Ace Fraley, and you're listening to Talking Metal. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Excellent. Perfect, Ace. Hey, Ace, thanks so much. And okay, buddy. We, all, we told all the listeners already about all the tour dates that are coming up and about the book signings, and we've got a ton of stuff. So they're all going to check out TalkingMetal.com and AceForLA.com. And I know, Ace, that this upcoming book and rock and roll tour, the No Regrets Tour, are going to be amazing, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay, thanks, John. Thanks so much, Mark. You bet. Thank you, Ace. We appreciate it. Okay, you guys have a good night. I'll talk to you, John. Okay, take care, Ace. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks. We're going to hear another Ace track right now. This is Genghis Khan.
We're back with Talking Metal Live. Mark. Thank you. John. Great interview with Ace. And by the way, Mark, we got some breaking news out of that interview. Uh, some yeah. of the cool stuff about what Ace is planning for future recordings. And uh, I, some, I mean, if he were to go back and somehow bake these tapes and get that. Yeah, I've so seen, that's, that's I've pretty seen amazing. his tapes. And Ace, Ace is amazing. Uh, people might not know this, but Ace is a guy who has everything that's ever been of value. And uh, it's all, you know, away in uh, safe places. And uh, it's it's going to be great. Ace, just like when, when you guys see the book, you're going to be like, how did anybody have these photos, if, for example? And there are pictures all the way from Ace's infant baby picture up until today. Yeah, wow. and, and it's amazing. And everything in between that you can think of. And where do you where do you see it? I'm going to show it to you after the show, after the show. You've seen the the book, but basically I'll show you like all the details, and uh, and it's great. Uh, Ace has uh, just a great collection of amazing stuff, and it all came out in this book. And actually, I'm I'm going to tell you that's not true because there's so much stuff that we had to really edit it down. And I'm sure that uh, there's enough. I mean, there's enough material to write ten books, and there's enough photos and enough cool stuff to just keep it going. So. It's just great, and I'm just so psyched and honored to be part of the project. Cool. Well, I'm. And by the way, I signed my first autographs on the book. Oh yeah, yeah you got to sign one for my brother. I will absolutely. Not not everybody who, uh, you know, about you know, the certain people who write this rock and shot convention had the opportunity to get a advanced copy of the book and. You know, I didn't broadcast that I was the, you know, the guy that right. was on the cover of the book. But uh, a few which you f- are, which I feel like some of the yeah. press releases. No offense to the book company, but right. haven't been mentioning you. I don't. Well, know. you know what they will basically. Let me tell you what what's what's the deal with that. There is uh, everybody's using the original press release that came out to like you know when Ace got the book deal, and they're they've got a new press release ready right now, and it's it's ready to come out as soon as like the book is released. So. All the articles that you see about the book are pulling information from that two-year-old or one-year-old or however right, long right. it was press release, and it doesn't mention me. And the reason is uh, because I came into the project, you know, about midway through, and uh, there's going to be a new press release. But I'm tweaking it myself because uh, if you read the the flap of the book, which it's out right now, and I'll read it to you. Just because, uh, I'll tell you what the funny thing is, is just in case they don't fix this, uh, I want to go on record. The the On the flap of the book, which is technically not out, but there's advanced copies floating around, it says, John Ostrowski is the co-host of Talking Metal and a guest interviewer on MTV2's Headbangers Ball. A Berkeley alumnus, he has performed with musicians, including members of the Rolling uh Rolling Stones. The Rolling no. Stones. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Fucking Keith Richards, yeah, man. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean the Ramones and Twisted Sister. And uh, the the original press release that Simon & Schuster wrote, I don't know why they didn't just copy that, but it says, John, a Berkeley alumnus, uh, is in the Rolling uh, He's in the in Rolling the Stones. He's <laughs> in the Rolling Stones. No. It said, a Berkeley alum. I'm just so happy we had a great interview with Ace that uh, I can't actually speak. Uh, but I'm named too. Yeah. Anyway, it said- you You're know, in it, the Rolling Ramones. Yeah, it implied that I was in the Ramones and or Twisted Sister. And so I said, <laughs> no. I said to Simon and Schuster, you got to change that. I said, I was not in the Ramones or Twisted Sister, but I played with members of the Ramones and Twisted Sister. So 
So then what they did was the, the new version that I just saw today that said John played with musicians, including the Ramones and Twisted Sisters. So I, that's still wrong. I've got to change it to including members of the Ramones and Twisted Sister. And I just picked those two bands because they're both from New York. And Can you please handle your business off air? Yeah, I'm saying that and just in case this press release comes out and then uh, 50 people on Blabbermouth yeah. are saying, uh, this guy was never in the Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, it's pretty funny. And it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, it's it, it's just the, the, you know, these things go through like like 5 million people have like a say in this kind of yeah. stuff. And, right. And uh, some of them, you know, aren't 100% up to speed on who was who and what band and everything. And I'm sure the person who was writing it, you know, didn't intend to make any errors. But but we've got to correct that. Yeah. Well, big congratulations to Ace. Thank not you. only on the book, uh, but... Uh, well, to Ace and you, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I'm saying thank you. I thought you were congratulating me. Well, congratulations to you for for co-writing this book with Ace. Uh, congratulations on to Ace for getting the book out and f- five years sober. That is, uh, that's yeah, excellent. that's a, it's a big deal. And Ace didn't make a big fuss over it when it happened, and it was just a private event. You know, there were no press releases going out. Ace really is sober for five years, but it, it's a really cool thing. And you know, Ace is better than ever, and uh, he's going to continue to rock the world. One of the ideas that Ace had that, that he spoke about before is re-recording some of his old classics. Right. Which which I think would be cool. Uh, some people like that I've talked to. Like with new people or guest Well, guests, you know, kind of like updating the sound of them. And then that was the, the guest star thing is something that I haven't even told Ace, but I'm sure he's thought of it. But uh, some, some really cool people who you know have suggested stuff like maybe you get Dave Grohl to come and sing a, a song that, right. you know, yeah, was his favorite definitely. Ace track. and. And, uh, you know, you bring in the guy from Pearl Jam, who was an Ace fan, and, you know, you update the songs with special guests. That's that's an idea. Uh, I haven't even told that to Ace, but I'm sure he's thought of it. Yeah. Cool. I like that idea. But, yeah, exciting news that he could possibly maybe release some vintage old stuff from the vaults. I, lo- I love that stuff, and that would be a real treat for any uh, Ace fan, I'm sure. Uh yeah, so I guess we'll wrap it up. I don't know. I had like some random. Let's go notes for a couple of minutes. Yeah, talk. I, I'm just getting in, so I'm just getting into the swing. Oh, okay. Things, but All right. Talking <sighs> metal style, you know. Talking metal style. Yeah. So let's just talk about what's going on. So what have you been up to, Mark? Oh, just working two jobs basically this week, and then I'm going to class as I mentioned tomorrow, while simultaneously simultaneously yeah. So it's. It wasn't the best week to to go to class, but originally I'm freelance now, so my work comes and goes. And originally I I thought I was off this week, uh, so I signed up to take a Final Cut Pro class, uh, Final Cut Pro 10. Big scandal about this new uh, version of Final Cut, uh, which you can read about online. But anyways, um, I'm trying to learn it. I'm trying to give it a chance and uh, go into a three-day you know, eight hours a day for three days right. straight, which I paid for out of my pocket. Wow. Uh, and I paid quite a bit of money for this class. And then suddenly I was basically told, we we need you. You have to work on this wow. gig. Uh, I said, well, I have a class. They were like, well, we don't care. You know, go to the class, but make make the gig happen for us. So it's a, it's a little stressful, man. Yeah. What like, school are you going to? Because it's Manhattan, uh, it's called Mew Manhattan Editing Workshop oh, okay. School. Yeah, that's the same kind of class that uh, I had for uh, Dreamweaver, which was a three-day intense course on one particular program. Right. It was Dreamweaver 5.5, which is the new version. And just like – I know that metal people don't care about this, but just like 
you know, Final Cut threw in some new ways of doing things. Dreamweaver did the same thing a, like a couple of versions ago. So I need to learn the new way. And that's one of the, you know, the, the new astronomy site might look basic, but basically I'm trying to do things right. the new way. Yeah, it's funny. Like I've been trying to cut promos. I mean, I'm a producer writer for the most part, but I've been trying to cut promos using this new Final Cut 10 because I did cut some promos that went on air on certain networks using Final Cut 7. In general, I work with an editor, but I actually, just for the the hell of it, I cut a promo for this this company. Just They didn't even ask me to do it. I just did it like to, oh, cool. to play around and right. try to learn the software. And uh, it's so radically different. Uh, like I said, there's a, a lot of uproar. People are mad at Apple. You can go online and search this Final Cut Pro X versus Final Cut 7, the old version. It's a complete rewrite. It's not an upgrade. And people are, are people are pissed. I mean, you know, we recently lost Steve Jobs, who who changed, you know, the the, the face of uh, of computers, if you will. But, uh, you know, there are also, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people are saying great things about Apple and I love Apple. But there's also a lot of people that are pissed off about certain things, including this Final Cut program. Yeah. And, and that turtleneck he always wore. Yeah. yeah. Steve Jobs invented Breakout, by the way, the Atari. Are you serious? The I didn't second know game that. I got on Atari. First game was Combat. It came with Atari. And right. then Steve Jobs, uh, he he was working for Atari and he invented Breakout. I did not know that. That was his that. pet project at Atari. I totally did not know that. And I am so psyched because that was my, ever, my first ever favorite games that I played for the first time at the Alpine Inn. Ah, in Windsor, Pennsylvania, invented by bar. Steve Jobs. That's yeah. amazing. And and guess what I got, guys? Okay, one, I got an iPad, and two, I got this thing called the iCade. And it's if you look up iCade on the internet, it's a it's a small arcade style cabinet that was intended to be an April Fool's joke, and you put your iPad in it, and it has a joystick and arcade style buttons, and you can. And Atari has released like this package, this big app that you can buy for like you get one game free, and then if you want. Every Atari game, practically every made, it's like 15 bucks. But you can even play like the uh, old Atari 2600 games. So it's ah, a cool. really a neat thing. And you can play like Asteroids and stuff. But I, I bought that. Cool. Well, dude, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up now. Um, I know you feel like you're just getting yeah, swinging things just joining us, but it is quarter of 10. So uh thinking of playing a couple more songs well, and maybe play a couple it. more songs and call it a night okay right? you want to you want to come back and say goodbye or should we just yeah i do think it we now? should come back and say well here's the deal how about we talk for another five minutes and then we play the songs and then that okay that's the cool show. that's and, cool yeah. uh, i just want to ask you who have you seen lately metal wise let's bring it well, back to metal. as i mentioned on earlier in the broadcast tonight on the last podcast i did Caius see Liz. uh yeah, I did see Judas Priest uh, at, at the Fallon show. I was there for the oh, sound cool. check and actually said hello to Rob and uh, oh, had a nice conversation with Glenn Tipton, uh, who was m actually much nicer than he was when we interviewed him oh, at yeah. Jones Beach. Wow. And I, I really feel that every time I interview somebody before a gig, the, they're, they're not they're, like not, they're not that great. Right. The same with Biff uh, Biff Byford recently. I caught up with him uh, a couple nights ago or a couple days ago, actually. It was during the day. Um to interview him from Saxon, of course, and he was so nice, and it was like on an off day from yeah. the tour, and and when we when we interviewed, uh, I guess you were when I interviewed him at BB King's a couple years back before right. a show. It was again the before the show thing. I'm is, just is, we we should probably start to avoid that. You know what? Let me tell you why I agree 100 percent because now that I am out there with Ace on tour dates, I know how hectic it is before shows. 
So I I feel bad because now, uh, you know, media outlets come to me to ask to interview Ace. Uh, and, uh, you know, what what I usually do is tell them that we're going to work it out for something on a day other than a show day. And I now realize, like, that Talking Metal has been probably uh, driving people crazy yeah, it's for a pain six in the years. Ass, right? yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, this is not Ace saying this. This is me saying this because I just know how hard my job is on a day of a show. And, you know, you can imagine how hard it is for Ace because he's the guy playing the show. So it's even hard for me to, to work out an interview with Ace before an actual gig. So, <clears throat> yeah. Being on the other side of these interview things is is definitely uh, uh, kind of a neat experience, and I'm really glad I, you know, have experienced it. And I think it will only help Talking Metal because now we'll we'll know when the right time it is to interview these people. Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, Caius oh. lives. I did see. Uh, I may go see them. They're funny. Funny enough, they're doing another gig, which That's I probably I yeah. in Montclair, New Jersey, of all places, and. Right. Uh, it appears that that might be the last gig of the tour, wow. which could potentially be Nick's Nick Oliveri's last yeah. gig before he serves an eighteen-year prison sentence. So um, did he get sentenced to eighteen years? No, but uh, but he could potentially get wow. that. He I could. Who not. knows? He could get off altogether. I kind of doubt that because you know, even if the girl dismisses the charges, he still it still took a SWAT team to yes, bring him yes, out. Say, so right. and they found drugs. Yeah. So. That right there, it's like they're 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 going to throw the book at him, yeah. you know. Um, even if Man. she does drop the charges, I don't know that she has or that she will. I'm just speculating. That's usually what happens. But um, Man. Uh, you know, Caius lives uh, s- such a great um, show, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. They didn't play play their biggest song, Demon right. Cleaner, I heard which that. I thought was kind of odd. But besides that. Um, such a great show, which D- Nick didn't originally play on Demon Cleaner, but they were right. playing other songs off of Sky Valley. So I would have thought that they would have played that, but uh, they didn't. Um, so, yeah, that's that. I, I hope for the best in that situation. Yeah. I'm, I mean, and I'm, as far as gigs go, I'm considering going to see um, Guns uh, in yeah, a couple weeks. Although I, I just don't know. I mean, this this late night thing, uh, it's worrying me a bit. Um uh, don't don't know. Did you see the YouTube video where Axel was getting out of a car to yell at someone? Or they no. it was reported to be Axel? No, no. I saw it, where he was talking about Slash, and he had he didn't know. I don't know if he knew he was being shot, but these fans. He had a bottle of Jack. Did you see that? No, was, no, like, I didn't see that. He was talking about. No, he wasn't drinking it. He was like talking about the Jack, and then he started talking about Slash and how Slash wet his bed, which Slash admits to in the book. Right, right. But and even Axel in said he. Yeah, book, Axel goes about that. Yeah, Axel says. Uh, you know, um, Slash did it a lot more than he admits to in his book. So basically, in the clip, Axel admits that he read, read Slash's, Slash's book. book, which is kind of funny. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, the thing with guns, it's like I still love them. And I, I think I love Chinese democracy more than Axel does personally. But uh, it's like, I don't know, like some of the mystique is gone now. There isn't this like vault of unreleased stuff that right. we're wondering about, you know. And it's like, I, I feel like... Uh, Something's got to happen. He's got to come out and say, "I'm doing a new record." I'm gonna, you know, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to get people excited again. Um, right. 
And maybe they are. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not maybe as excited. Maybe we're jaded because yeah. of Talking Metal and everything. But I do want to. I do want to see the show, but it's like now I'm like so fucking tired all the time. It's like right. I don't know if I want to be standing in the fucking Meadowlands until, until twelve two, midnight. Yeah, you know, then, to see him come on and then be like falling over at two thirty by the time I was fucking literally end. almost falling over from just being tired last night, just because I I didn't even come home last night. <laughs> I um. Uh, I was supposed to be home last night after the Rock and Shot convention in uh, mm. the Worcester area, but I wound up just staying in a hotel in the New York area and then just going to work because oh. I was just fried. I was just like so tired. And uh, uh, actually, that was two nights ago. And then last night, I finally did stay home, and it looked like I was robbed. My Kiss Golden Platinum records were falling off the wall. I don't know what happened. I, I don't think anybody robbed me, but I think the. Hinges came undone, and one fell, and it knocked the other one down. And one of the glass, one of the nameplates fell off of one of them. I mean, I thought for a second when I walked in, I thought I got robbed. Wow! But I, but I didn't. It was just like a, a freak thing because uh, it was it was crazy. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm having a good time, and and I have to say that I had a blast seeing some of these metal groups. Yeah, uh, good for you, man. You know, and and you you know me, it's it's hard to go to concerts nowadays because you know. People don't understand this. If I think, unless you live in the New York area, but it's just just the ordeal of getting to work and going home and all the little things in between can just wipe you out. Right? Isn't that true? Do you yeah, feel like man, that at I the mean, end of it's the day? like it's like when your life is so complicated with work and and you know your personal life and you know I mean you're working numerous jobs. You know, you have uh, a family. Yeah, I'm working numerous jobs. I got a family. It's like I live. Uh, you know. I don't live in the city. It's like it's you know it's it's life. Life definitely uh, can be complicated. Uh, I I do look forward to a day when I can start maybe going to more shows again. Um, but I feel like on the show front, I've been kind of slacking this last so, couple okay, of years. But yeah, I mean, we both we both uh, have plenty of legitimate excuses. But um, yeah, hopefully we can catch some shows. I'd love to check out this gun show with you and That'd maybe. Be great. Uh, I'd, I, you know, I love the old, you know, I hate to call it hair metal, but yeah, I love all that old shit, you know, so I, I love seeing bands like Cinderella when they come through town. So I hope we can uh, maybe catch some more of that and get some more of those guys on the podcast. I mean, let's, let's yeah. really target those guys because right. that, that's such great stuff. I know Stephen Piercy was supposed to call in at one point uh, a couple months ago and he never did. So maybe we can try to get him on. Yeah. Biff from Saxon, that, that interview's great. in the can. We're going to have that to you shortly. And, uh, hey, let's end with some, remember White Lion? Let's end with yes, a little White absolutely. Lion. absolutely. I know those guys. Really? Which guy? Yeah, really? I know all of those guys. Um, wow. James Lomenzo, I, I know a lot because he was both in White Lion and he was in Ace's band for a while. And I know Vito uh, Brada, the guitar player. And uh, Yeah, I, I just, uh, I don't really know Mike Tramp, but but those other two guys I know. Cool. And Craig D'Angelo is the drummer. I don't really know him as well, but, um, <clears throat> you know, that was a New York group except for Mike Tramp. And they opened up for Ace. Staten Island, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah Brooklyn, Staten Island. And uh, they opened up for Ace on the uh, first, like, major Fraley's Comet tour. Ah, very interesting. So that was a cool thing. Cool. And Bud Friendly, it looks like he's about to go home. Yes, Bud I Friendly. Uh, uh, you already Bud checked Friendly's out. Bud Friendly's mask is, is slightly off. Yeah. I can see yeah. the bottom. Askew, slightly askew. Slightly askew. Drool coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Anyways, this is hey, Lady of the Valley. Remember that one? I do. And but before we even play it, I just want to thank Ace for coming on. 
Yeah, definitely. Big thanks to Ace. Support this guy. Go buy his book, No Regrets. And if you see me out on the road, guys, make sure you come up and say hello. Most of you guys have been doing it, which is great. Punch him in the nuts. Yeah, do not do that. But I have to tell you that there might be a couple of shows that I... I will unfortunately have to miss for the first time since I started working with Ace, and that's only due to some scheduling conflicts. But I'm going to probably be – I'm going to probably be at almost every gig except maybe two. All right. Good. So cool. Well, I'm hoping to check the Ace show out. Uh, Absolutely. What, next, next week, two weeks, uh, and yeah. yeah, October 25th and 26th yeah. at BB Kings in New York. And then, guys, there are assorted other dates next week surrounding that in uh, Asbury. Actually, Park, I was actually looking November 5th in Asbury Park. Yeah, Asbury Park is going to be good. Yeah, I'll tell just you, if you come to little... any one of these other ones, like. It's you're gonna have a probably a better experience just because New York's gonna be so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about November fifth, actually. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. I got to talk to my cool. wife. J- just for you guys, Asbury Park. Um, I'll name some of the cities in case you're listening. Asbury Park, uh, Long Island. Uh, there's gonna be a gig in Atlantic City. Two gigs. Yeah, in Asbury New York. Park's a Saturday, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm really thinking that maybe ditching That's the New the York show and going, going to that, that one. one. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be gigs up in Foxborough, Massachusetts. We're going to do a gig even before that in Nashua, New Hampshire. And then, yeah, the Halloween's uh, Foxborough. And then there's Chicago. There's Cleveland uh, a day or two before that. And then uh, Minneapolis and. Uh, I, Milwaukee or Minneapolis, and then uh, Great Gig uh, Casino in Green Bay. So it's just going to be an awesome time. And then, guys, I'm going to wind up posting all these signings uh, on AceRally.com. So there's going to be signings in cities that there aren't even gigs, like Philadelphia, probably San Diego, maybe Phoenix, L.A., uh, definitely New York, Barnes & Noble, uh, bookends in Ridgewood, New Jersey. So stay tuned to acefrelly.com because I'm going to get all that stuff up there. And you guys got to come out. You're going to love it. It's going to be rocking. Cool. This is White Lion. Thanks, John, for hooking hooking the uh, Ace interview up for Talking Metal tonight. Check out talkingmetal.com. Make a donation. Support us. Listen to the streams on Live 365 on talkingmetal.com. And uh, that's that. This is White Lion, Lady of the Valley. I'm- 